Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, Grass 10 advisor John Douglas joins us to explain how to get grazing back on track during the month of March. Yeah, so grazing obviously was, was tricky for most people and has, has, hasn't probably started for, for some more people um, yet this year. So um, February's seen a lot of rainfall, um, especially down, I suppose, the south and the southwest and, and fairly heavy in the east as well. So um, I suppose it's really affected the drier farms um, so far because they would, be, they would be expecting to get, you know, maybe 30% or close to it grazed during February. Um, as part of their spring rotation plan and they've been affected I suppose so you have farms there some dry farms that kept fairly well with the targets even though the rain did fall maybe some, some more farms in more, maybe more in the east that maybe just didn't get quite as much rain as it's out and um, and then you have those farms um, who maybe didn't get very little grazed in February and have only started grazing since since the rain stopped last week and you know they might be on you know maybe 15% graze now so you have dry farms that you know, some of them are more or less on target now, and there's more than maybe are only you know halfway to the targets at this stage. Um, and then of course you have the heavier farms, which really I suppose grazing in February is a bonus. So um, a lot of those farms have got out over the weekend and are will be, will get out over the next few days, and um, they will probably be more more or less where they are on 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 other years, I suppose, um, maybe slightly behind in some cases. So all in all, a lot of farms was behind and and this was playing catch up this week in terms of grazing. Looking then, John, to get some tips and advice from you um, based on the various scenarios, like you mentioned, some farms are on target or pretty close to it, uh, particularly in the east of the country. And I guess, you know, for for those farms, you know, it's proceed as normal and stick to the targets. But looking then to the other scenarios, let's put ourselves in the shoes of a farmer that has 15% grazed. So they're not quite at their target for, say, the end of February and leading into March. What should they do over the month of March, say, between now and the end of the first rotation? Yeah, so um, I suppose, as you say there, Emily, like the goal is, is to you know, start the second rotation on time and have a nice supply of grass and good quality grass at that time. And um, really to do that for farmers who are behind, it is a case of just, you know, focusing on getting as much area grazed as possible over the the next, you know, week, 10 days. And um, then I suppose look and see where the farm covers are in terms of will they, will they, you know, run the farm cover down to lower that. But, you know, for the next, you know, for the next week, 10 days, it's really about focusing on getting true area and um, they're catching up, uh, you know, a bit on targets. Um, Now, I'm saying that, you know, there's no point in, you know, trying to use the same spring rotation planner, you know, um, for farmers that are on target and farmers that are behind target at the moment because, because I suppose paddocks that were only grazed in the last week will take probably around, you know, close to 45 days of a recovery period um, to to have that grass supply back on farm. So really you're talking probably about pushing the, the targets of having 30% grazed by the 1st of March out by possibly you know 10 days and so you know maybe 30 percent of the farm grazed by you know we'll say the 10th of march and then another 30 percent grazed by we'll say the 25th of march and then you know finishing up somewhere between the 10th and 15th of april um 
you know, just they're, they're just general dates. It's going to depend on growth rates throughout the month, whether you know, and, and the regrowth on the first grazed paddocks, which should you know should be good because you know there were there were paddocks that were grazed off during so I suppose good goodish weather. So um, generally they they tend to bounce back quick, and um, so hope they will have got a good start anyway. So hopefully that continues. But um, so for the ones behind targets, really about adjusting your spring rotation planner, moving the dates back by a week to ten days. And then, John, you also refer to farms, you know, on a heavier soil type. And I think we have seen in the last few years, these farmers have pushed the boundaries. And, you know, you talk about February as bonus territory. Like a lot of these farmers are achieving a certain level of of grazing in February. And, you know, I suppose using all of the tools of on-off grazing in order to to get out. Unfortunately, February this year didn't allow that. Where farmers are starting from a base and, and maybe, you know, those last few days of February where things came dry, you know, that's where they're looking at getting out. What is your recommendation for grazing and I guess starting and and how do you see the first rotation working for these farmers? Yeah, so look, the heavy farms like they're, they're the heavy farm motto, the heavy size motto is to, you know, graze what you can when you can. And um, while we sort of even think that, you know, um, a lot of heavy farms are back grazing now, some of them, some of them aren't yet. I was, I was talking to some yesterday that, you know, it'll be the weekend before they get out and now they're worried about is there going to be rain coming in. But look, that's another matter. So, you, you know, you you really have to be, if you're, if you're not out already on, on heavy soils, you want to be walking your driest paddocks daily this week. And um, make you know finding it. It might be a paddock, but it might be you know it might be a section of a paddock that's dry enough. And I suppose this is where your grazing infrastructure comes into play. That you have access with roadways or spur roadways or cow walks and and multiple access points and back fencing. You know to allow for maybe some on-off grazing this week to get them back out. You know because there is a I suppose um, in most cases there is sort of a dry spell at the minute and it's it's relatively settled. So. You know, you know that would be that would be worth it. I think for those farms to do that, um, you know, two two three hour grazings, um, during the day will allow the cows to get about ninety percent of their forage intake in. So, if cows are eating with say around with say equivalent of ten kilos of forage, um, at the moment, you know they would be able to get eight or nine kilos in through two three hour grazings, and they might need a little bit of of silage one or two kilos of dry matter silage in the in the evening time or night time just to see them through for the day so that's that's what they should be doing and getting um um true area uh, that way you know to start at least and then hopefully then um you know it, it'll continue to dry out and they'll get into more more paddocks and they'll have more options and uh, really it's about getting through as much area so you're you're still targeting lighter covers and what we mean by lighter covers i suppose covers that are we say somewhere between maybe you know seven hundred and a thousand, those type of covers, um, and that'll really help you get through percentages grazed, and that's what it's all about, to have percentage grazed, you know, and that will equal a good supply of grass then starting the second round, and I suppose, you know, on those heavier farms, you know, it's always important to identify probably two or three paddocks, and maybe they're the wettest, or maybe they're ones with the worst infrastructure, or for whatever reason, um, they don't. Um, you know, identify them now that say, look, I'll leave them to last and if I get into them and if I need them and I and I get into them well and good and if I if I don't, I'll just leave them on the on the on the back burner there and I might take them out as, as um an early cut of silage bales, maybe in, in late April or mid April or something like that, sometime like that. And I'll you know, the reason for that is that the farm 
the heavy farms mightn't get through the whole 100% of their grazing area in the first rotation. So, and by the time maybe their first paddocks have recovered, you know, they might have they might have three paddocks left and they might decide that they should, you know, skip those and move straight into the paddocks have that have recovered because they want to keep the quality and they want to keep those paddocks right for the summertime. Looking then, John, to the the idea, you know, sometimes when we get into March, conditions are good and people are stretching the, um, you know, the grazing to a 24 hour block, 36 hour block. You know, at this point, um, you know, of this year, what's your recommendation? You know, is it the 12 hours or is it your 24 or 36 hour blocks? I've, I have heard of drier farms go on to that. Um now I suppose it depends what covers they're, they're grazing. Like they're they're trying to get through area maybe and catch up, and uh, the ground conditions are good, and the covers are I don't know we say uh, between a thousand and maybe thirteen or fourteen hundred or something somewhere in that range. Um, you know, they're, 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 it is it is um, possible to do that. You know, to, to go to twenty four hours or thirty six. I have heard people doing that. I suppose like in the first rotation, really we have a great opportunity now with the ground conditions so dry to to try and graze out paddocks well and get residual the meat residuals. You know that'll have a big knock on effect. You know if we leave, you know two or three hundred kilos of dry matter behind us um, on paddocks. You know for the summertime. So. You know, now is is a great opportunity while the weather's trying to get them grazed off. And if you can do that, we go in 24 hours. Well, then, you know, there's no real issue. But I suppose the issue comes into it if you're not getting good graze outs, then you should be allocating better and probably moving to 12 hours. And also, uh, on drier farms that maybe have, have over 20% graze now, or you know, hitting close to 30% graze, they're probably looking at getting into some heavy covers while the weather is still good. So they might have some covers there that are, we'll say, over 1,400, 1,400 that they're going to get grazed out. And to get a good graze out on those covers, um, you know, probably 12-hour wires is still is still necessary to get to get good clean-outs on them. And looking then at a national level, John, um, from pasture-based Ireland figures, can you give us an indication of um, average farm cover, so the, I suppose the level of grass cover on farms across the country, and also looking at the current diet that you see uh, farmers are feeding animals in terms of the breakdown of grass concentrate and silage. Yeah, so I suppose the, the huge opportunity is there's a, there's a high level of grass on farms at the minute. So from pasture base, um, the data run, ran um, yesterday, it was 925 kilos of dry matter per hectare. So that's nearly one ton of dry matter on every hectare that's 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 recorded on pasture base, which is you know an awful lot of grass to get through. Um, so you know that's a huge opportunity to get cows out to grass to reduce silage and reduce meal in the diet. Um, you know, so I'm talking about I suppose when, I, when I'm saying reduce the meal back to you know three or four kilos of meal. Um, so and and we're taking silage out of the diet altogether. So we can see from the pasture base there's there's an average of two and a half kilos going in to cows at the moment still in their diet so while there's probably some farms with, with zero going in there's probably some farms with five or six kilos of, of silage going in at the moment still so those farms would really have to question you know should I be grazing more should I be reducing that silage and grazing more and getting through more area and then you know once once um, the area has got through and maybe you know the handbrake needs to be put on towards the later in March then maybe it's a better opportunity to go go and feed the silage. So we're trying to get you know area graze and set up for the second round at the moment to have a good grass supply in April. And you know putting silage into diet is only slowing things down just at the moment. Um, you know we don't know what way the weather would be maybe in late March. You know if we got another wet spell, you know that would be the opportunity then to to put the silage in. Um, 
So yeah, so we have a lot to grasp on the farm, and I just I suppose if we if we do a, a quick sum there, you know, for farms that have have started grazing last week and they should be on maybe a forty five day rotation, so finishing up around uh, you know the tenth to the fifteenth of of April, um, you know the growth rate over that period probably won't be too far away from twenty, uh, twenty a day. It might be it might be slightly high in, on some farms, especially heavier farms. It won't be quite as high, but those farms aren't going to get out maybe as much. And uh, they have generally have higher farm covers because they didn't get to graze out um, for as long as they'd like in the back end of last year too, because the weather the weather got wet. So um, we take the the figure of nine twenty five, and as we say, it, it grows uh, twenty a day between now and the end of the first rotation. And we say our the farm is stocked to two and a half, and over the next over that period over the next forty days. Uh, we say the demand is about 30. So I'm just taking that, you know, on average over next month, the cows might be eating 14 kilos of grass and we say three or four kilos of meal over the period. Um, so we're stocked at two and a half and each cow is eating 14 kilos. Um, or sorry, each cow is eating about 12 kilos of grass. Sorry, that's that's a demand of about 30. Okay. So if we do two and a half times 12, that's 30 kilos of dry matter per hectare. We're taking the growth to be 20. So we basically we're in a deficit every day of about 10 a day for the next 40 days. So if we take that figure of um, 9.25 and we take 400 off it, so you know we have a deficit of 10 a day for 40 days at a deficit of 400, you know for over over the, the next 40 days. So 9.25 minus 400 brings you back to an average farm cover of 5.25, which is about where you want to end up for the end of the first rotation. So basically, you know, just looking across the country on a national scale, M. Louise, you know, you're looking at, you know, probably minimal silage in the diet, very little, and um, that will see us through till the end of the of the first rotation. That that's a really interesting um, calculation you have there, John, and I think it'll give us confidence, you know, going forward that, you know, to really focus on. Uh, getting as much area grazed as possible that that you talk about in the next week to 10 days and you know you're not going to run out of grass necessarily by doing that and as you say like I guess when you're doing a grass walk um, you know on a weekly basis you can monitor where farm cover is going and the way you've stepped it out where we're giving cows an allowance of 12 kilos per day you know that's 30 kilos of a demand um you know in terms of the overall picture on the farm you're you're not you're hitting a magic number there in terms of at 525 you're not going below the 500 uh mark in terms of you know that 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 i suppose golden number we don't want to um fall underneath in terms then of grass growth you know you're you're predicting grass is going to grow on average 20 kilos um and that's i suppose a predicted growth um i suppose one factor for grass production is is um you know grazing off the paddock in the first round and then the second factor would be fertilizer a lot of farmers were slow to get out with fertilizer with the poor weather conditions in the month of february can you give us some recommendations as to what we should be looking at for the month of march there's there's there's, there's different situations i suppose on this 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 uh this scenario as well emma louise so um i i know a lot of farms probably got some slurry out um you know after the the opening um of the or after uh, yeah opening of the closed period so they got some slurry out so i suppose those paddocks that got slurry and uh, on the drier you know well-drained farms they should be aiming to get around 70 units out in total by early april 
So if they've got, we say, 20 units out from from slurry, which I'm talking about, about two and a half thousand gallons, we say, of the low emission slurry spread, and would supply about 20 units. So you know that means we've maybe about 50 units left to get out on that. So probably over the last week, a lot of farms would have put out, um, you know, maybe maybe another 30 units or, or another half bag of urea on top of that. So you know that'll bring them up to their their about 40. 40, 45 units, and then they'll top up with another uh, maybe half bag towards later on in March to bring them through to April. So that'd be their 70 units out. Then there's there's probably areas even within those farms or some farms didn't get any slurry out early or fertilizer out early. And, um, you know, I suppose if, if those farms had possibly, you know, 60 units out by early April would, would be okay. You know, so no point catching up with fertilizer. We, we have to, you know, adjust as well. And, um, you know, if, if we've missed going to growth in February with fertilizer, we just reduced it a little bit. So, you know, on well drained soils, bringing that back from 70 just back to 60 units. Um, so, you know, that's probably two two um, two applications of maybe you know 30 30 each, something in that range, or you know 35 now and a half a bag later on in the month, whichever it is to to make up um, the the um, the nitrogen target um, on the farm. And then on, on heavier farms, um, again, you know, most heavy heavier farms or heavy soil farms wouldn't get much fertilizer or slurry out um, during February time. So they're looking at probably going this week. And um, on those heavier farms, you're probably talking about having um, about 45 units out by by early April. So, you know, that could be half a bag you now and half a bag later on in the month. Or it might be your two and a half thousand gallons of slurry now on some of the farm. You know, maybe the paddocks that have been grazed in the last um, week and some of the lower covers. So if we do two and a half thousand gallons of low emission slurry spreading on those paddocks, again we're getting 20 units on them, and maybe topping up with another um, half a bag towards later on in the month. And then we might do it the opposite way around as well. We might put some urea half a bag on on some some of the heavy farm to today and we might go with some slurry later on in the month if you know maybe say that some some of the ground has been closed up for silage or whatever that could get slurry so we're getting um we're getting um we're getting slurry out and we're reducing the need for chemical fertilizer so it's it's using the, the low emission slurry spreading and spreading it in the springtime we're getting the most benefit out of slurry and that's reducing back to chemical fertilizer as well so you know there are, there are winds there because it's you know it's better for the environment and better for the farmer in that regard and I think, John, you've given us, a, you know, a great picture of how things are currently. And, you know, um, I, I think the phrase that you used from the perspective of a heavier farm is relevant to everybody in this year. You know, after a really tough February in terms of grazing conditions, people should really exploit the good weather that we have now and graze what we can when we can. And, you know, your idea of yeah. going into those light covers and grazing off, um, you know, area in order to get it back and and ready for the second rotation in early April. Um, you know, the, the final point then, you know, from the financial perspective, there are huge gains to be made. And as you say, for an eight, 80 cow farm, you know, there's 200 euro per day if we can get cows out. Thank you, John. All right. Thank you very much, Emma Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to John Douglas for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. 
I'm Emma Louise Coffey, and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.